The Network Live. News, insights, and stories right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Don't miss this opportunity to hear world news, insights, and stories from guests around the world. The Network Live is your pathway to connecting people and ministries. Good morning and welcome to the Network Live. I'm your host, Debbie Rule. Today we'll be hearing a message from Pastor Robert Morris. It's time to fight back. Enjoy this message on the Network Live today. So I want you to turn to two passages of Scripture, Genesis 1 and John 3. And I realize I say turn to, and most of the time it's on our phone now, and that's fine. That's, that's fine. So just, uh, but Genesis 1 and John 3. We're going to be in... We're going to be a lot of passages, those two for sure. So I'm beginning a new series called Created to Be. Created to Be. And I want to emphasize the word be. That God created us to be, not do. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't do anything, but it means that we do out of who we are. And that our doing doesn't make us who we are, but who we are produces our doing. Let let me say it another way. We are not human doings. We are human beings. But much of the time we focus on the doing. And we get upset when we don't do. And we think we should do more. And we can't sleep sometimes at night because of what we have to do or what we didn't do. But I'm telling you, God created you to be, not to do. And when we catch that, it it helps us. And years ago, I, I was asking the Lord and with some of the executive pastors and talking about, you know, Gateway Church is so large. Does a person ever have the question, what, what's the church expect of me? What, what, you know, when I come to Gateway Church, um, what does Gateway Church want me to become? How, how, how do I become a part of Gateway Church and things like that? And we came up with four words, and I'll take one week on each of these words, and, and then we just put a little under a couple of words behind them to help understand. But these are the words, so it's believe in Jesus, Belong to family, become a follower, and build the kingdom or build God's kingdom. So the words are believe, belong, become, and build. I want you to just try to remember those. I I really think because they all start with B. Remember, I'm really good at that. (laughs) You can remember them. What's God want? What's God expect of me? He, He wants you to believe. He wants you to belong, he wants you to become, and he wants you to build. So uh, this week we're going to talk about believe in Jesus, all right? So here's, here's point number one. God created us with a purpose. God created us with a purpose. And we're talking about believing in Jesus, and, and it's going to shock you. I'm going to show you, there, there's a verse 
I call it the one verse creation. It's, it's creation in one verse. In Genesis 1, God tells us about creating mankind, and I'll, I'll show you that in a moment, but it says God created man. Let me let you know, though, this is not male. This is mankind. Because if you read the next verse, it says male and female, he created them. So, and the word here in the Hebrew is mankind. So Genesis 1 gives us when God created mankind, it gives us this in one verse, and I'll show you that verse. Genesis 2 then goes into detail about how he created the male and how he created the female, all right? But let me show you this, this one verse, and I think these four words are in this verse. Genesis 1, 26, the concepts. Then God said, let us make man. Now, that's the word believe to me, because he made us to have a relationship with him. And we know we have a relationship with him through faith. We believe, and I'm gonna unpack that throughout the message. Let us make man, or mankind, believe, in our image. In other words, so that mankind will belong to us and to each other, because he made male and female. So he wants us to belong in our image. Watch this, according to our likeness. He wants us to become like him. In our likeness, he wants us to become. And let them have dominion, that's build. Let them have dominion over the earth. So there are the four bees right there in, in, in Genesis 1:26. So God created us, but he created us first to believe, to believe in him, to belong to him, to become like him, and to build his kingdom. It's right there. Now, this, this may sound like a simple series. Let, let me say that right now. It may sound simple, okay? He's just gonna, he's gonna talk about these four words for four weeks here. You, you need to remember that God has a way of take, taking deep truth and making it very simple for us. Is that right? And every time we get in his word, we see things we've never seen before because that's how God is. He's infinite, right? So I'm telling you, this, this series is going to take us places that we need to go with him. And it's going to teach us about believing. But you need to know that God created us to believe in him. Now remember I told you how Genesis 1 says he created male and female, and then Genesis 2 goes into detail of how he created man and how he created woman. By the way, just so you know, uh, it, it, there are two different Hebrew words for how he created man and how he created woman. They're, they're different words. Uh, the Hebrew word, when it says God formed man's body out of the dust of the ground. Let me tell you what that, that Hebrew word means, squeezed. Squeezed. I told you a few months ago how God reached down, grabbed some dirt, squeezed it, blew in it, and said, that's my new worship leader. Okay, when God made man, squeezed, okay? The Hebrew word, though, when he made woman is, means, fashioned. <laughs> Just letting you know what the Bible says. Personally, I'm, I'm glad he fashioned them. I kind of think that he did this. He made man, squeezed him, put him down, and thought, yeah, I can do better than that. <laughs> Okay, so God's purpose is for us to believe. He's, he's always wanted us to believe. We start out by believing 
And, and I'm gonna go deeper into this, but, but what happens when you stop believing? Now, now stay with me, <laughs> uh, because you, you, you don't fall in and out of salvation. That's just, that's crazy, and nowhere scripture would, would, would uh, support that at all, that you're saved one day, lost the next, saved one day, lost the next. It's just, that's foolishness to actually try to support something like that through scripture. So I'm not saying that, but even as believers, we go through seasons where we don't believe. Now, I'm not saying we don't believe in God, but we don't believe in that area of our life. If we do what the Word says, it will produce this result. I can give you lots of examples, but marriage, we, we don't believe that if we forgive her, it's going to change the situation we, we don't believe God's word in this area. We don't believe. So what happens? So uh, a friend of mine a while back showed me this picture. And just so you know, I don't know, I don't know the artist. I don't know any of that. Don't email me. Find it yourself on the internet, okay? So I don't know all that. I'm just telling you, he showed me this picture, and I just thought it was great to show God's nature when we, when we don't believe. Uh, it's, it's a picture, it's either called Peter's view or Peter's perspective. And it's, it's it, think about Peter had to believe to get out of the boat. But when he saw the wind and the waves, he quit believing. So I just want you to just see this picture and just see, this is, what, this is where Jesus is when you stop believing and you start sinking this is still where Jesus is. Look, look, look at this picture that this guy showed me, and then he texted it to me here. You might have to look kind of closely, but you see Jesus standing on the water? And what I like about this is Peter's completely under the water. <laughs> and I've been there before. But that's where he is. So here's my point. God created you with a purpose. That purpose is to believe but his faithfulness is not based on your belief. You can't believe how good that is, actually. <laughs> Even when you don't believe, he's still faithful. He's still God. So God created us with a purpose. Here's number two. God created us to believe him first. God created us to believe him first. Now, if you're in Genesis 1, you can look at Genesis 2 there. Verse 15, then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Now, I want us to look at this a little differently than maybe the way you've looked at it before. Don't look at this as God giving rules or do's and don'ts. Look at it this way. He was giving a warning. He was trying to let Adam know, listen, there are some trees and there's one tree that if you eat of that tree, you're going to die. I don't want you to die. I'm trying to let you know about this so that you don't do it. Okay, so I'm telling you, God created us to believe him first. Here was God's desire. God's desire was that Adam and Eve simply believed him. That was his desire. His desire was when he said, if you eat of this tree, you'll die, he wanted them to believe. 
This is every parent's desire. You want your children to believe you. Think about it. And there's, a, there's an old saying, and I don't like the old saying, and I actually don't think it's the, the best saying according to Scripture, but the saying is experience is the best teacher. No, it's not the best teacher. It's a cruel teacher. It's a horrible teacher. You know, you know what the best teacher is? Faith. That's the best teacher. That when your parents say, don't do that, you believe them. You, every parent here, you don't want your children to learn by experience. When you say don't drive fast, you want them to believe you. You don't want them to be in a car wreck and learn, right? You don't want them to get hurt. God didn't want them to get hurt. He never wanted Adam and Eve to eat of the tree. He just wanted them to believe. God created you to believe. This is, this is the primary fact. God created you for relationship, and that relationship is, is, is by faith. He wanted you to believe. There's a kind of a family story about Debbie when she was a little girl. I've told you before, my wife Debbie, she, you know, she hardly did anything wrong growing up, so when we find out that she did do something, then I like to talk about it publicly and on television. So, uh, but she, her dad had a soldering gun. You remember what a soldering gun is? Okay, so we don't use them much anymore. Uh, it, it'd be like a glue gun, but dangerous, ladies, so hot, real hot. And so he's soldering and she's there and he said, don't touch this, don't touch this. This is hot, it will burn you, don't touch it. Anybody know the next part of the story? Sure, she touched it, right? And it burned her. And she started crying and he said, I told you not to touch it. This is what she said. She said, you shouldn't have left it there. You know how I am. Okay. Now listen, this, sometimes we think this way about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Stay with me. We think, you shouldn't have left it there, God. You know how we are. The point is, it, it was there. He didn't want us to eat from it. Debbie's dad didn't want her to touch it. He just wanted her to believe. Are you following me? God's always wanted us to believe. Let me read you some verses. I love to support what I'm saying with Scripture here. Numbers 14, 11. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people reject me? And how long will they not believe me? with all the signs which I've performed among them. Deuteronomy 1.32, yet for all that you did not believe the Lord your God. Deuteronomy 9.23, likewise when the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea, that's the boundary of the promised land, the border of the promised land, saying go up and possess the land which I've given you, then you rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God and you did not believe him nor obey his voice. By the way, the reason we don't obey is we don't believe. It's very simple. Same Chronicles 20, 20, so they rose early in the morning, went out to the wilderness of Tekoa, and as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. And then in John chapter three, if you put a marker there, or you wanna be there, here's Jesus himself telling how important belief is. John three, verse 12, if I have told you earthly things, 
and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You may be familiar with the next verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe in him is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And then down at verse 36, he who believes in the Son has everlasting life. He who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. And one other, John chapter six, watch this. We're talking about doing or being. Verse 28, then they said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, this is the singular work of God that you believe in whom, in him whom he sent. Believe. He wants us to believe. When uh, all of our kids were 10 and 13, we would take them on an overnight trip, talk to them about uh, the facts of life, uh, about covenant, about purity, uh, about teenage years, puberty, things like that. Uh, and I did the boys, Debbie took the Elaine, and we did it when they were 10 and we did it when they were 13. And when they were 13, we made a covenant with them. We gave them a covenant ring. And when I was with Josh, I felt like I was supposed to share something with him. And I felt like I was supposed to share some of my past with him. He was 13. And I didn't go into horrible details, obviously, but all of you know, I didn't get saved until later and have a bad past. So, but I shared with him some of it because I wanted to say something to him. I said, Josh, I want to tell you my greatest concern about you. And he said, okay. I said, my greatest concern, my greatest prayer for you is that you will believe me when I tell you how bad sin is. And you won't ever try it yourself to find out if I'm right. That's my greatest prayer for you, that you'll just believe me that it's bad. And I remember my 13-year-old son said, Daddy, I'm going to believe you. And he's about to turn 35 and has never walked away from the Lord. That's what I wanted him to do. I wanted him to believe his dad. So God created us to believe in him first. Here's point number three. God created us to believe him last. He created us to believe him last. Um, look at John chapter 20, verse 31. John 20, verse 31. These are written 
that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. 1 John 5, 13. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know, this is a certainty by the way, that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe. Okay, so here's what I wanna help you with. We believe, and that's how we get saved. Again, you can't, you can't add works to salvation. It's, it's, you have to go against Ephesians 2, you have to go against Colossians 3, you have to go against, well, John, you have to go against Romans, uh, you have to go against the New Testament, you have to go against the, the Old Testament, you have to go against the Bible, you just can't do it, okay? It, it's grace, not works. So you, you, you believe, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved, for by grace you have been saved, not of yourselves, it's not, it's not of works, it, it, it's a gift of God, lest anyone should boast, all right? Okay, so it's grace. So why do we need to continue to believe? Please hear this, please hear this. You believe for eternal life. You continue to believe for abundant life. Let me say it another way. There are believers who are not experiencing the abundant life in some one or two or just a few areas of your life because in those areas you don't believe. If you follow what I'm saying? In other words, you believe in Jesus, you're saved, he's your Lord and Savior. Let me just give some examples. But in finances, you don't really believe that 90% with God's blessing will go farther than 100% without. So you don't tithe. You don't believe it. And don't tell me you believe it if you don't do it. That's crazy. I actually had a guy say that to me one time. He said, I believe in tithing, I just don't do it. So to kind of use his rationale, I said to him, I believe in bathing, I just don't do it. <laughs> it's not true. If you believe in it, you do it. Please hear me, listen to me. If you don't tithe, you don't believe it. That's all there is to it, you don't believe it. The, I, I've been preaching 35 years now. The hardest, two, two areas, two areas, this might shock you, most warfare, these areas, actually the primary area is salvation. You experience a lot of warfare and you preach on salvation. But the other two areas, the hardest areas to get people to believe, two areas, finances and marriage. Those are the two hardest areas for me to disciple people. To say, if you'll do the right thing, God can bless you in this area. God can do it, God can take care of it. I'm telling you that believing in Jesus is not something you did one time 20 years ago. It's something you do every day. Every time you read the word, you decide, do I believe that or not? Am I going to walk in this truth? Am I going to allow God to put this in my, in my life? I, I said believe him first and believe him last. Let me just say it another way. Um, who has the last word in your life? I want you to think about that. 
Who has the last word when it comes to your marriage? Now, don't say, well, she does. All right, so don't, because you won't get to watch the game, okay? Don't. <clears throat> oh, who has the last word about how you treat your spouse? Who has the last word? Is this book? Is Jesus? Or do you? Who has the last word about whether you hang in there or not? Who has the last word about your finances? Here's one. Who has the last word about whether you're going to look at something on the internet you shouldn't look at? Who has the last word? See, that's who you believe. You got to remember, there were two people wanting to be believed in the garden. There was God who said, if you eat that, you'll die. And then the enemy came along and said the exact opposite. No, 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 you won't die. You'll be like God. That's exactly what's happening today. So who has the last word? Let me say it another way. Who has the latest word in your life? See, if God's speaking something to me right now and I'm not doing it, in that area of my life, I'm not experiencing abundant life. It doesn't mean that I'm not saved. It means I'm not experiencing abundant life in that area. So, we're talking about believing in Jesus. God created us with a purpose. That purpose, obviously, is to have a relationship with him. But that relationship is through faith. So God created for me to believe in him. That's how I get saved first. But he also created me to continue to believe him and continue to grow in him. Um, I, I mentioned earlier, every, it's no secret, I have this bad past. Every now and then, Satan just throws it up at me. Like, you know, I'll see if it's gonna work this time. And sometimes it does. Sometimes I get discouraged. I, sometimes I, and you know, you may not have the past, you don't have the past I have, but you may not have the past I have. But you ever, you ever re, have regrets? <laughs> you ever have Satan throw up past mistakes to you? Okay. So he, he just does that every now and then. So a while back I was on this airplane and I was coming back from an overseas mission trip. So I'm on a different time zone. I'm tired. I've spoken many, multiple times a day, uh, helping pastors and thing, leaders. I'm tired and, and everyone was, I think, just about everyone was asleep on the plane and I was working on a message. And I mean, just the enemy just, it was like, it was like he just thought, I'm just gonna get him right now. And he just started bombarding me with my past. Just like, I'm just, surely you've had this happen to you. I mean, just like a flood. And then he said this to me. I'm preparing a message to speak to you. And here's what he said. You shouldn't even be speaking in front of people. Just like that. Now, I'm gonna tell you what I said. Blame it on the jet lag. I don't know, but it just happened. All of a sudden, I just, you know, he, I just, Satan said to me, you shouldn't even be speaking in front of people. And I just said, you should go to hell. <laughs> Sorry. That is scriptural. <laughs> it does line up with the word. 
Here's what I was doing in that moment. I was saying to him, you know what? I choose to believe this. I choose to believe that I'm born again by the Word of God and kept by the power of God and sealed by the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. I choose to believe that I'm more than a conqueror in Christ, that greater is he who is in me. I choose to believe what this Word says about me and not what you say about me. I choose to believe in Jesus and what he did for me. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you would like to hear a rebroadcast of The Network Live, visit knelradio.com or find our podcast on iTunes and podbean.com. To follow more news, insights, and stories, follow The Network Live on Facebook. If you would like more information about being a guest on The Network Live, contact us at thenetworklive.org. The Network Live will be back next week at 10 a.m. right here on KNEO Radio 95.3 FM and KNEOradio.com. I'm Debbie Rule. Thank you for listening today.